Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Binary solo. That was, that was the extent of it this I time. I like that. That was a short quote. Yeah. It, it helps balance out the epic quote I did a couple of episodes ago. That's true. That's true. Uh, today we wanted to talk about um, a topic that a couple people have brought up to us in the past, and uh, we just sort of tabled it for a while. Yeah. Um, but we're both sort of interested in it, and um, I think it's time we uh, we pull this one out and give it a Give it a try. Yeah, it's the Arduino, which is a an open source platform, uh, both of hardware and software. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of interesting to mention. When we talk about open source a lot, we are often referring to software. Yeah, and by open source, we mean uh, when they release, in this case, the software. Um, it's made public to everybody what the code is behind the software so that if other people want to make contributions or look for vulnerabilities or find ways to improve it, uh, ways to incorporate parts of that software into other software, they're welcome to dig in and get to work. But you don't often see that with 
hardware. Yeah, it's a little trickier to do for one thing. Um, also, yeah, if you if you're looking at your general kind of hardware, let's say a, a microprocessor, you're looking at your uh, your general microprocessor. You tend to um, to have it uh, pri- proprietary, right? Like Intel doesn't publish. It's micro architecture in complete detail no. to the entire world. That's Mm-mm. that's proprietary knowledge because that's that's what Intel's business is built upon. Uh, to go open uh, open source is to kind of um, uh, well just to take the veil away and say this is exactly how this is put together. This is what each component of this thing, you know, how it works and what it does. And if you want to build your own, you are more than welcome to. Or if you want to take this. And uh, modify it and and evolve it in some way. You're welcome to do that too. There are a little. There's some guidelines there, but we can get into that. I mean, it's just sort of very simple guidelines, really. Uh, but in the case of the the Arduino uh, system, it's kind of a a tool for people to get familiar with electronics and to learn how electronics work and how to not just design the hardware, but to to program electronics so that they do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny, too. You mentioned uh, Intel because, uh, of course, they are it's really not even arguably the leading my microprocessor manufacturer yes. in the world. Yes. Um, but, you know, when when somebody like. Intel or Apple or Google or somebody else uh, who has a worldwide reach comes up with a new product. Um, in a lot of cases, they come up with uh, focus groups and marketing efforts to try to come up with cool names for this yeah. uh, product because they want it to, to sell. Right. Um, in open source, it might be a little different. Uh, actually, this this all came about around 2005. Uh, I was reading um, an issue of Make Magazine that came out a few months ago mm-hmm. um, from the time we we're recording this, uh, and the piece by Dale Doherty, who uh, who wrote the welcome to that issue, said this all started in 2005, um, and it came from uh, an Italian institute, the Interaction Design Institute Ivrea. Um, if we have any Italian uh, listeners, please correct me on my pronunciation. Uh, but it's near Milan in Italy. Uh, basically, uh, some of the art students there and an associate professor named uh, Massimo Banzi came up with uh, an, an idea to come up with electronics boards that you could program yourself, but it was for artists and people who weren't programmers. Yeah, yeah, um, the... The goal is to use this this basic foundation to build really anything that you can uh, imagine as an electronic device. It, really, you're limited by your budget and your uh, creativity mm-hmm. and your comfort with working with electronics. Uh, and I was, as, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Before, before we get into the details, sure. I just wanted to add this little trivia thing because I think it's oh, funny. Oh, right. The name? Uh, yes, the name. Because like I said, you know, you come up with these – uh, highfalutin names that are supposed to indicate some kind of coolness factor. Arduino, actually, it's it's got sort of a coolness factor too, because uh, Bonzi uh, suggested the name of the bar that they used to go to discuss these things yeah. as the name for the board. And Arduino is what stuck. So uh, yeah, there and, we go. And their their programming language is, of course, called the Arduino programming language. It's based on an uh, older programming language called Wiring which is another uh, open source programming language which um, i think is a little weird because if you're not if you're just doing your preliminary research on arduino 
you might say wiring. What kind of wiring? <laughs> yeah, no, that's just the programming language name. It threw me a little. But yeah, if you if you take a look at this, if you were to say, well, let me let me see what you're talking about, you would you would be looking mostly at circuit boards, and you wouldn't necessarily know just by looking at it what the circuit board does. And the reason for that is because the circuit board is, uh, they, you know, they've designed the circuit board to be as flexible as possible. Uh, Figuratively, not literally. You're right. Not gonna, you're not going to bend this, but uh, flexible as possible, so that it can perform as many different functions um, as you can come up with, in theory, anyway. By by using uh, programming it properly and linking it to the other parts of hardware that you would need to do whatever it is you're going to do. So this is kind of a you can just call it a microcontroller, really. Yeah, yeah. That's what what most people seem to refer uh, to the Arduino, and it's uh, I wouldn't say competitors. Similar uh, products to yeah, that. There are other open source microcontroller products out there, and some of them are a little more limited. Uh, some of them are are really they've done a lot. The engineers behind it have done a lot of the work for you. For example, there are modular computing systems out there, or modular electronics systems out there, where you can create an electronic device by purchasing the the various modules you would need and then linking them all together. It's almost like Legos, right? Like you've got all these these uh, electronics Legos and if you put the right Lego bricks together, suddenly you have you know, whatever device it is that you were looking for, like an accelerometer. It's funny you would mention Legos. Yeah? Um, the make issue that had the Arduino in it um, listed several different types of controllers mm-hmm. Um Including IO boards like Pico board and fidgets, P-H-I-D-G-E-T-S. Um, and some others, um, the NetDuino, which is very similar to Arduino, uh, controllers like the pickaxe and propeller, um, and then programmable modules, including basic stamp two and Lego Mindstorms. So these are all related to, I mean, the, the similar kinds of devices to the Arduino, but, um, but yeah, Arduino is, gotten really popular, I think, because of its open source. Yeah, and, and again, because nature. of its flexibility. Uh, you can you can program an Arduino-based device to be essentially self-contained, where it's going to follow its its programming, and, uh, you know, you have to set it up with power and everything like that. You know, it's not just like it's some magical device that can work on its own. But but the you, you can have it where it's a self-contained device, or you can have it where it's a connected device where you could connect it to a computer and you run uh, software off your computer to the circuit board to make it uh, do whatever it is you plan. Like, I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say that you you have your Arduino circuit board um, that you've purchased, and you can actually build these yourself if you want to. They, they do have the the directions on how to build one. Uh, most people, I think, would probably be a little intimidated by building a circuit board and would be more comfortable purchasing an, a completed one. And remember, a completed circuit board is still pretty much a blank slate. That's just the foundation for you to build whatever it is you want to build. Uh, well, let's say you've got your circuit board and you get an LED uh, So, and you connect that to your circuit board in the proper place and you program your circuit board in such a way so that when it receives a particular kind of information, the light goes on and you program it so that every time you get a new email, a little light comes on and then you plug it into your computer and you've logged into your email client 
And whenever you get a new email, it sends the signal because you've programmed it this way and you've programmed it to interact with your computer. The, uh, there's a signal sent from your computer to the electronic board and the little light goes on. Now that's just a very simple, uh, application of the Arduino board, right? That's just one tiny little example, but that's the sort of thing you could do if you wanted to. Yes. Yeah. If you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast to this point and you're, you're sort of trying to get an idea, um, you, you would basically see the same kind of thing if you're, you know, if you haven't actually seen an Arduino board yet, you, uh, if you popped open a, re- a remote control or really, uh, you know, any kind of electronic, portable electronic device, mm-hmm. popped it open and looked at the guts of this, that's basically more or less what an Arduino is. It's the board that has, um, all kinds of whatever the components are that needs to run that device. Uh, but in the case of Arduino, it's a do-it-yourself type thing. Yeah. So it comes the the basic the board like the, uh, the Arduino Uno, yeah. which is I would I would guess probably the most basic you know multi-purpose very popular board. Um, although there are again many others, um, you know it comes with certain things pre-installed on it. But mm-hmm. though that's by no means you know that's really sort of to get you started I think. But really. Um, it's not very, if you're not the kind of person that likes to take stuff apart or build stuff from scratch, this may not be very interesting to you. You might look at it and go, hey, I don't care. I want it to be what I want it already. Yeah. The thing is, uh, you know, for people who like to do a little hacking and getting into, uh, some programming, this can be a lot of fun because you can do, it, it's sort of like, uh, this is sort of like the physical representation of a programming language, I would say. Yeah. Because it takes what it does is you can hook things into it to receive inputs and then hook other things up to it to give you an output. Yes. Um, there are all kinds of projects on the web. Um, I've seen games for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, you know, different kinds of input detectors like you were talking about the, the email when it comes in, things like that where it says, okay, when you get information, send me a signal somehow. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you can, can do almost anything with it. Re- really. In order to do these things, you have to hook up other circuitry to the Arduino. Uh, the Arduino, like I says, it, that's, that's it's sort of just the, the board. Yeah, it's just the foundation. And you have to, you have to provide the other bits that are going to build into whatever electronic device you're designing. So here, let's give a couple of other just examples of devices you could, you could create with this. Excellent. Um, uh, I found a site called Hackenmod, H-A-C-K-N-M-O-D. And it had a list of the top 40 Arduino projects on the web. And it was an interesting list. There were a lot of different applications. And these were just things that hobbyists thought, hey, you know what? I want to build such and such. Uh, the, the cool thing with Arduino is that let's say that you have come up with an idea for an electronic device, but you're um, – you know, you don't you don't know any way of going about and doing it without uh, without starting from scratch. Well, the Arduino might serve as the foundation for your device, and you can even create devices that you can go on to sell in the market mm-hmm. uh, that that use Arduino as the the basis for the electronics. Uh, that's perfectly fine with the 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 Creative Commons license that they've used to to license this stuff. Um, now, there are cases where if you're going to make modifications to the hardware, you need to publish those those changes so that other people can benefit from your work and, um, and you, you stay true to the license. But anyway, 
Some examples include I, I read about collision avoiding robots. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're using that circuit board as the the brains, for lack of a better term, of this of this robot. Brains. Yeah. And and so you have to attach the right sensors that will detect any sort of, of obstacle in the way of the robot. And you have to uh, connect the the other wires over to the, the various motors on the robot so that the the robot's able to process the information that it, it pulls in and act on it. So that's an example of what the Arduino could be used for. But you can also do other things. Like I said, there's accelerometers. Uh, I came across a guitar pedal that was using the Arduino as the main circuit board for the, the guitar pedal. It's just a, a, a hobbyist made it. Uh, keytars. Hey. Yeah. You want to bring those 80s days back. You want to have your keytar out. Uh, there, this is one that I thought was uh, really a, a great idea. Someone used the Arduino as the basis to create a turn signal biking jacket. Very nice. So yeah, it's a jacket that has turn that signals one. built into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and this, you know, the, these are these are just kind of neat ideas that that people came up with and they tooled around with the Arduino and, and various other electronic components and made them. Uh, there are others as well. There are radio control device devices. I've seen. Uh, I've also seen uh, gaming devices. Like uh, there was one that was essentially called an open source Game Boy. Really? Yeah. So the idea being that you know using the Arduino as the main circuit board, you could create a uh, a gaming device. Now again, you still have to have all those other components, and you have to hook them up. Now for a lot of these devices, people what they do is they just went to an electronics store and bought the individual components, went back home, and then started to hook them up to the Arduino in the proper configuration, and then you know then you have to program it. And like I said, uh, the the programming language that's you know Arduino. Uh, 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 get, makes that available too. So you can learn how to program your electronics device through the Arduino system and uh, actually you know, create the parameters that your device needs to follow in order to, to execute whatever actions you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, can, you don't have to use the Arduino language either. You can use others, but you would still have to uh, create the pathway from it to go from whatever programming language you were using into the Arduino programming language that, mm-hmm. that would add an extra step, but um, but you, it is a, a possibility. And I've seen there are a lot of uh, tutorials on the web as well on how to use Arduino and how to program Arduino. Uh, yeah, actually, the uh, the language is expandable using C or C plus yeah. plus, uh, according to Make, and that's that's pretty standard, um, you know, comparatively. Yeah. Uh, for example, Net Netduino uses C sharp. As its programming language. Um, and that's one of the things that they saw as a, a downside to that. If you're not comfortable programming in C, it might be a little daunting at first. Yeah. Um, but you really don't need all that much if you want to get started with that. Of course, uh, as we were saying before, you know, it, it, it does take, uh, some cash to, uh, to get started to buy the, uh, the main controller board, whichever board you decide to choose. Yeah. There are several. Um, and I have some listed. Um, you would also need some stuff to go with it. Um, LEDs, potentiometers, accelerometers, USB speakers. Cable. Yeah, you definitely need a USB cable because you have to attach uh, the board to your computer 
to program, program it. it. Yeah. Um, then one of the nice things about it is that it works with uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things that sets it apart from a lot of other mm-hmm. of these microcontrollers that you can purchase. Uh, a lot of them are are platform specific. Most mostly Windows, because of course that's the sure the most popular uh, operating dominant. system out there. Yeah, the dominant operating system. And so uh, that does set it apart. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the things that I really liked about Arduino is that it's it's you know platform agnostic. It doesn't doesn't uh, align itself with a specific platform. Although those of us with Amigas are still out of luck. Those of you with um, Amigas, I'm amazed that they even run. I have to be fair. I haven't plugged it in in quite some time. Yeah. Um. So uh. Yeah. If you if you it doesn't really matter if you've got one of the. Uh, predominant operating systems out there, yeah. even the smaller ones, um, then you're welcome to go ahead and, and dig in. Um, you just need to, you know, figure out what it is that you want to do. Uh, some of the, you can find kits online yep. uh, from a number of different stores that will give you the basics to get started with some easy projects, sort of get your feet wet with it. And it kind of reminds me when we were talking about radio in a podcast uh, not too long ago about the crystal radio kits yeah. that you used to buy. This is sort of like that. It doesn't require a whole lot of soldering or right. anything like that. Uh, there are, you know, some of the other systems that I mentioned earlier and others like them do. It depends on whether you're buying just a controller or a controller board or an input-output board. You know, it sort of depends on what you're working with. Yeah, but, yeah. But the Arduino doesn't necessarily require a lot of that kind of thing because it's it's designed to be used in a variety of ways. So yeah. you can you can hook it up with uh, wires, just basically clipping the wires into place uh, to see what it does. Yeah, it's it's a teaching tool in a way. It's really so, that, of. so that you can learn and experiment uh, with electronics so that, uh, you know, you don't also you don't have to worry so much about if I what if I made a mistake? What if I'm not supposed to solder this wire to this contact point here? What if that's the wrong one? And then I have to you know, desolder it, desolder it, and then resolder, and, uh, and yeah, it's a it can be a headache. So this is kind of a way, literally, to, yeah. This this is kind of a way to avoid that and to have a little more flexibility and and not feel as anxious every time you're about to make a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the programming language, uh, Arduino divides it into three different parts: uh, structure, values, which are your uh, your variables and your constants. And the functions, and it's the combination of using these three parts that allows you to tell the circuit board what you know, what information it's going to receive, and how it's going to act on that. Mm-hmm. So it's a neat idea. I've and I do recommend you check out the uh, the Hack and Mod article on the top forty because there are, there are a lot of really interesting applications there. And also there are like I said, there are some tutorials online that are pretty helpful. It's funny because I found tutorials on two different sites and they share something in common. Oh? Yeah, let's see if you pick up on it. There's Ada Fruit Industries. Ah uh, yes. And LadyAda.net. Okay. So uh, Lovelace there had a had a bit of a influence on both of those. But both both sites have um, tutorials on the the uh, the Arduino microcontroller, and we'll even go so far as to walk you through the first couple of projects, like uh, uh, the Lady Ada one. The very first project that it'll walk you through is the uh, what they call the the electronics 
a version of Hello World. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Hello World. If you aren't familiar with this, Hello World is one of those very basic, basic programs. Yeah, you're supposed. Actually, it's a. I would put this in quotes. You're supposed to, you know, write your first program and have it say Hello World. It's yeah. sort of a. It's it's sort of a tradition, a programming tradition. But yeah, it's it's the whole idea is that you pick something that's incredibly simple to accomplish, but that uh, that gives you the basis to learn the uh, the tool. In this case, uh, the programming language. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the electronics version of Hello World, what that is is a blinking LED. So oh. it's it's learning how to program the Arduino so that it will cause a an LED to blink. Ah, uh, very nice. Yeah, it's it, you can't get really any simpler than that. Yeah. That's uh, about as easy as it gets. But then beyond that, the later tutorials start to teach you how to incorporate things like sensors and switches and buttons, things that we take for granted as users of electronics. You know, you you, you tend to forget, oh, this uh this button that I'm pressing is actually uh, interacting with this electronic device in a fairly complex way. You know, you just think I push the button and uh, and and Joel and the bots get the really bad movie of the week. <laughs> movie sign. Ah, good times. Yeah, just as a side note, um, uh, the founder of Adafruit uh, Industries actually was profiled on the cover of Wired. Not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, that's a neat article. She's a, she's an interesting person. Yes, yes. Uh, I remember that. Definitely. Co- the cover caused some, uh, some controversy, as I recall. Yeah. Which well, was unmerited. <laughs> well, anyway, nonetheless. Yes. She, the, the, and her company is very into taking stuff apart and hacking it and, and doing it yourself. So, um, it's very cool. Actually, uh, she's got some, I believe she's got some stuff that's wearable. And that's one of those funny things. When I got into the different boards, um, as I mentioned earlier, the Uno is the very basic board, but there are different ones. I mean, uh, you have the Bluetooth uh, board that comes with a Bluetooth module installed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mini boards and nano boards. Yep. Uh, not literally nano. Yeah, they're not actually on the nano scale. They're just smaller than the other boards. Yeah, and you use the uh, USB mini B cable yeah. instead of the regular. And I mean, you would want to have those if the... If your goal was to create an object that would need to uh, be smaller and you wouldn't want this this larger uh, circuit board in there because it would it would change the form factor you have in mind, that's why you would go with one of these smaller boards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in general. It's one of the reasons anyway. And then there's the lily pad. Yeah. Did you see this? I did not. Uh, the lily pad is an Arduino board for uh, that's designed to be worn. It actually comes in purple. Um, but, uh, hmm. it's, it's designed to be sewn into fabric so that you can wear whatever it is you're, you're building. And for, and for those who are working on a, a professional level who want to use the Arduino in, uh, something that you're going to leave as a permanent, you know, I want to create this device and I want it to be this way forever. It's not something I'm going to take apart again. There is a pro version of the board too. So really they're reaching out to, to a pretty broad section of the community. And you could tell, I mean, uh, Seth Rosenblatt, did an article for ZDNet uh, just a, a couple days before we recorded this. Actually, the week we are recording this, uh, we're following up on Google I.O., which is their uh, developer conference. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Seth Rosenblatt was writing that uh, 
uh, about the Android Open Accessory Initiative and the Android device, Android device kit, which use the Arduino for people to uh, build their own Android based devices. Yeah, that's that's a that was a big part of Google's I.O. event was that they were talking about how Android is not just going to be a, a smartphone and tablet um, platform, but a platform that will be on top of lots of different kinds of electronics, things that you wouldn't even necessarily have thought, oh, well, yeah, clearly you want Android on that. So things like, you know, stoves and, and, and uh, refrigerators and your robot dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Robot dog. Um yeah, I don't, I think that the, the system actually would continue, the Arduino part of it would still continue to run, um, the IDE that comes with Arduino. Yeah. But, uh, this, this kit would allow you to, uh, basically create an interface between your Android based device and the thing that you're building. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool to, to reach out and sort of bridge that gap. So you could, Make something that you could control with your phone, for example. Yeah, I've seen some, uh, in, in that hack and mod list, I think there were a couple of things that people have already, already built where you can control certain devices through a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, I don't have the list right in front of me, but I do seem to remember that. So yeah, it's a really neat kind of idea. If you guys are interested in electronics and building your own electronics and just really learning what makes electronics tick, then you might want to or making them tick or yourself. making the yeah, you can actually make the electronics tick. What does it do? It it ticks. it ticks. I got a ticking module and I hooked it up and it's yeah. I don't suggest you make something that ticks and then put it in a public place. Yeah, let's just uh, in let's case just say right now that's don't not do funny. that. Don't do that. Yeah, they'll trace it back and they, then they'll come back and they'll knock on our doors and they'll say, "Why did you tell people to do this?" So we didn't tell them to do that. We said that they would. It is possible to do that. Yes. We now disavow ourselves of any ticking Arduinos. Um, although ticking Arduinos would be a great name for a band. Yeah. I'm getting a little sidetracked, I think. I anyway, think I was trying to say, if you're interested in electronics, you might want to look into this. It is a bit of a, a an investment, although they their their boards tend to be fifty dollars or less. Yeah, it's not an expensive, expensive investment. But if it's something that you're doing as a hobby and you know, well, you also have to buy the stuff in addition to the board. Right. A whatever, lot of the kits I've seen. Or whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, a lot of the kits I've seen are a little, usually around $99 or yeah. maybe $149 for a, a kit that has, again, you know, a speaker and a potentiometer and some other stuff that you can use to make it do stuff. Right. Um, so that's not, it's not terrible, but it's not pocket change for a lot of people. Right. But it, if you are interested in really getting into electronics and maybe you want to design electronics far, further down the line, then this would be, you know, probably a good way to kind of learn the ins and outs of of the basics. And maybe even you'll come up with the next, you know, killer electronics device. I mean, you never know that this is the sort of stuff that can inspire people to to really push the envelope as far as uh, consumer electronics goes. Well, you and I have talked about it before. We've talked about programming. And uh, things like the Commodore 64 and how many people who are in what is now a billion, multi-billion dollar video gaming industry yeah. started off typing in uh, commands in their very low power VIC-20 or VIC, yeah, VIC-20s and Commodore 64s yeah. back, you know, years and years ago. Uh, you know, this is a way to get your feet wet in the electronics world. So if you're interested in, in uh, electronics engineering, 
uh, and you really don't have a lot of experience with it, this is a good way to get started. And yeah. it's a good way to build on it if you already do have some experience. Exactly. Yeah. Anything from robotics to, like I said, consumer electronics. Well, I think that wraps up this discussion on Arduino. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for future topics, let us know. Or let's say maybe you've worked with Arduino. If you have, let us know. Let us know what sort it. of projects you've, you've worked with. Uh, or any of Arduino's um, uh, you know, contemporaries, any of the other kind of microcontrollers. If you have experience with that, let us know. And uh, you can let us know on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle there is techstuffhsw. Or you can send us an email. That email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.